The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily. And if I podcast, I'm over and I'm your host. Time for some week 14. Week 14 already. My goodness, best bets. Breaking it down with me, look at, at the, uh, the top options. It's a spread. Totals on forever game. Pete Prisco and RJ White. What's up, boys? What's, going What's on? up? Bad week. Short slate. Oh. Shake it off. Oh. Uh, all three of us below oh. 500 this week. RJ, uh, I went three and four. Pete went two and four. RJ one and five. Uh, RJ and Pete still comfortably over 500. I'm right around 500. Putting more bets than y'all, but that's okay. Um, Justin mentioned Ryan Wilson. Love Ryan Wilson. He's actually leading the uh, the yearly against the spread picks on CBSSports.com for the second year in a row somehow. Somebody needs to walk down. But here's Ryan Wilson. It's pure pure luck. But uh, Ryan Wilson also now hosting a new podcast. You can watch these shows on this feed, on this YouTube channel. If you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. Smash the like button. Tell us your favorite bet against the spread uh, if you're in the comments. Uh, and if you search with the first pick, that's the name of it, Ryan Wilson and in at longtime NFL GM Rick Spielman, uh, search for, search with the first pick on any podcast platform, and you can listen to it there. Some really good stuff from those guys as we head towards the NFL draft. All right. Let's dive right in, right? So we, we, can bang this, we can probably bang this thing out in like 30 minutes. It's just short slate. Six buys in week 14 is kind of crazy, man. It is crazy. It is crazy. Um, Particularly for like fantasy players. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really tough for fantasy players because you've got yeah, I mean, like, like if you're you if you're like right on the edge of the playoffs, like you might not get in because you have a bunch of Packers on, you know, uh, Commanders well, or else. Yeah, if you have a bunch of Packers, you're probably yeah, you're probably just, you're right. Yeah, 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 you're dead anyway. You got a bunch of Packers. <laughs> I mean, maybe like you saved your season by claiming Christian Watson, and now you can't use him yeah. this week. You know, yeah, terrible. Well, Aaron Jones has been pretty good. Rogers has been pretty bad. Um, Eagles minus seven at the Giants. We start there. Total forty-five, Pete. 
Yeah, I just think in these rivalry games, it's it, you're going to give me seven points at home. That's a lot of points. And these two have, uh, you know, they've had a long rivalry. We've seen good teams lose and better teams lose. And we've seen bad teams, you know, go in and win games. So I, I'm going to take the Giants plus the points. I, I, I think defensively it's going to be a challenge for them. But they're getting better rushing the passer, which I think, you know, last week we saw the Eagles throw the ball around against the Titans. Uh, they're pretty good on the defensive line. So I don't love the Giants offense by any stretch of the imagination. And the Eagles have been better against the run. But I'm still going to take the seven at home with the Giants, one of my best bets. Yeah, I uh, I kind of was thinking the same thing, but I couldn't do it with this Giants offense against the Philly defense. That's now number one in yards per play, pass yards per play, interception percentage. They're number two in sack rate. I, you know, I don't think the Giants can be able to pass the ball at all with their receivers they have right now. And Philly's offense looked great last week, pass-heavy plan. They can go back to running the ball here. Giants defense, 30th in rush yards per play. Three straight games allowing 160-plus rush yards. I think the line is probably around right, but it's a divisional game, so I can understand why you would lean Giants. If I was going to play it, I'd probably go either under 45 or under the Giants team total, under 18 and a half, because I don't think they score any points here. Yeah, um, this is a tough one because, you know, you. I mean, like Philly is a truck, but it, it's the Giants are in this weird spot because they have this these two games against Washington and like their sandwich is Philly and Washington is sandwich is like a bye week. And that is a tough beat uh, for a team that's desperate to make the playoffs. Obviously Philly is a, is a better team. Seven at home in a divisional game is, is just a ton of points. I, I mean, I, it's a hard pass for me. I think that um, if anything, I might look to maybe play the total um, or consider teasing the Eagles. That seems like dangerous though. Teasing a road, teaching a, a road division favorite like that. Especially at seven and a seven that we saw it was plus one hundred I think on the Eagles so it wants to be six and a half so yes. it's not even not even a full seven yeah so it's like you should even wait to tease it and see if it moves um, yeah nothing there for me Browns it maybe it should be a good game uh, by the way Pete who would you vote for MVP today Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes or would you think probably uh, Jalen Hurts might be ahead right now okay. Um, and so oh, you, you got to do your ballots. It'd be Hertz, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Jefferson. Maybe. Tyreek. Two, two is still in the conversation. Right, two is probably still five. Yeah. Pretty firm five, though, that we got left. Browns at the aforementioned Joe Burrows. Bengals, the Bengals minus six. This line's actually down to five and a half, a total of 47. Joe Burrow beat despite – Looking, being the number one overall pick, playing incredible football for almost his entire career in the NFL, has never beaten the Cleveland Browns. He's 3-0 and against the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. 0-4 against the Browns and the whatever cobbled-together quarterback situation they've had the last few years. Make it make sense. Well, I, I don't know how that makes sense, but they are rivals in a division, so those are always usually pretty tough games. But, um, you know, look, Deshaun Watson was awful last week, and I think that game will allow him to shake off the rust uh, and I think, you know, defensively, the Browns are very good. We get it. I think the Bengals are really good on offense. So that's a problem here. But I, I'm going to stay with history here. I'm going to I'm going to go with the trend. I'm going to take the five and a half with the Browns or, or ours was six. Actually, I think it was. And I'm going to take the six with the Browns and keep it close. Uh, I think they hang around in this game. They won't win it. Uh, but the, give me six points. I'll take the Browns. I'm on the other side. I, I, you know, if you we see five and a half now, so definitely lay five and a half if you're out there in the market. 
But since we had it at six, I still locked in since he six is a best bet. I know that they haven't played well against Cleveland. Their offensive line hasn't been playing as well in those games as it is right now. Um, and that's what was the key to Cleveland's defensive line dominating them in that first game. And the offense couldn't do anything. So I think since he's offensive line playing better is going to allow their offense to operate the way it's supposed to. Cleveland scored 27 points with no offensive touchdowns last week. Very hard to do. The market overrated Watson after a long layup. I think it's probably still overrating him now because um, he's going on the road to face maybe the AFC's best team um, at this point off a huge win and Cleveland's defense has allowed 30 plus points five times and if you're not getting dumb turnovers then you're gonna have to win in a shootout and I just haven't seen that with Watson yet so I think Cleveland can score 30 plus or I think since he can score 30 plus in this game and cover the number so that's why I have since he minus six as a best bet I guess since he's a best bet too and I've also got the over as a best bet I think we see more from uh, Watson I, I, I want the let me make sure that the uh, we don't have Cincinnati weather hadn't changed uh, since I last look Sunday. No, it's gonna be high at 50. No, no real wind, no rain, just a nice little cool, cold ass December day in uh, Cincinnati. The the um last year, Joe Burrow's final four games that he played of the season. He didn't play in week 18 because the, the Bengals didn't need him to. Um, none of their starters did. He completed 76% of his passes, threw for 370 yards per game, 11 touchdowns, zero interceptions, and had a 10.5 yards per passing attempt average. That is an insane four-game stretch. Um I think we could see him about to go off on the same kind of tear here. This is just when Joe Burrow sort of elevates his play, starts really cranking it up a notch. He's got all his weapons back healthy. Um, you know, Jamar Chase got that game under his belt. You have an offensive line that's playing much better, a run game that can really do some damage on the ground. And Cleveland's the type of team that, you know, since he's defense playing pretty well, but like Cleveland can get involved in these overs because Nick Chubb could pop off big runs. And I think Watson, I think Watson will play better this time around. And then hopefully, I mean, he has to play better. Can't play worse. Um, you know, like you said, not the rust off a little bit. I think we see lots of points. I, I just think Cincinnati's gonna could potentially crush them, but I, I like the idea of, of Cleveland helping get this over through the back door. So I'm gonna double dip on this game. I like Cincy a lot in the spot. Viking. RJ, you wanna change your wanna change your pick, RJ? <laughs> he had the best record last week, so I'm I'm tailing him at this point. I <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't don't know about that. Uh well we talked about it beforehand. It's actually the reason we we tanked Billy Billy took our bets, and that's Billy mushed us. That's the problem. Um, but that's okay, Billy. We'll forgive you. Vikings at the Lions. Lions minus two and a half. It's actually down to two um, on uh, Caesars. Total 51 and a half, actually up to 52. Um, Pete, it's our square over of the week. And I'm going to I'm gonna go with it again. <laughs> I, I look, I, I, look, it's come in the last couple of times, so I, I think it comes in here as well. Uh, the Lions aren't good on defense. The Vikings are bad on defense. We know that. They they don't stop anybody. They they play that soft cover, too. I think Jared Goff's playing good football, by the way. And um, I think you, when you look at what they've done, it's pretty amazing. They're in a playoff race. I mean, yep. everybody will look at this and say, hey, why are the Vikings underdogs? Well, they're underdogs because the Lions are playing good football right now. Uh, and there's still a lot of questions about the Vikings. So I'm going to take, A, the Lions and part of my teaser – but I'm also going to take the over as the best bet. Um, yeah, I'm square again, and I think it's going to come in pretty easily in this one. Yeah, the market has been against the Vikings all year. Remember that Arizona game they played where the line crashed down because the people just didn't believe. They look under the hood and they see the stats with this team, and they're like, they should not have this record. That's why you see Detroit, when they're playing well, be the favorite here. Minnesota's offense, they won last week. They struggled against the Jets despite the win. They'll have more success here. Um, Detroit's D coming off its best defensive game. 
Um, even, but they are still 32nd in yards per play. Vikings are bottom three yards per play. Minnesota's defense has allowed 400 plus yards in four straight and over half their games this season. A lot of yards coming for Detroit, but Vikings can come in and uh, score a bunch too with that offense and Justin Jefferson. So uh, Detroit doesn't get two, two and a half for home, two and a half for home field for me. When the line was two and a half, it's the market saying Detroit is the better team here, which is odd to see. Uh, my play here is obviously going to be to tease the Vikings up through the three and the seven to get Vikings plus eight and a half as the first leg of my teaser. Um, we do need we need like a little jingle like Pete and Will's square pro- title of the week or something. You're like right. You're, you're <laughs> uh, look, I'm on this over too. I mean, I saw this come out. I was like, you can't make this high enough for me. I mean, these guys like Kevin O'Connell's offense. You know, a little less um uh, schizophrenic than Mike Zimmer's offense. But I mean, like he's they're willing to they're willing to crank up the tempo a little bit and play the Lions defense playing better. Um, and and certainly the, the Vikings can rush the passer here, but I, I just think we see a ton of points in a back and forth. I mean, I, it, it seems a little too obvious, but at 52, I mean, like we just haven't seen a ton of huge overs coming in with the exception of a few teams like the Seahawks at various points in the season. They locked down for a little bit and then the Lions, too, and they slowed down for a little bit. But they're, they've been they've been doing a good job of bringing in these uh, these totals all, all most of the season. So I don't have a problem going with the over here. Um I really hope the Lions win this because I want, I mean, I want Dan Campbell in the playoffs, man. And I did the math. They can actually lose one of their games to close out and still get in the playoffs. They need obviously Washington and New York to, they need the NFC East basically to help them out. Um, and, and, or Seattle or, or San Francisco to crater, which seems a little bit less likely. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I mean, give me that over here. I think that's all I got. Oh, well, actually I had a, um, Oh, I forgot to mention, I have the Bengals in a teaser as well. I don't have the the Vikings in the Lions in a teaser. Or the Vikings in a teaser, excuse me. I had the Bengals in a teaser from the previous game. I was looking to make sure I didn't have the uh, Lions. But I like the over in this game as a best bet. For if, it was in, if it was in early, we would see it in the rundown. Yeah. Actually, I had it written down. I just forgot to say it then. Hey, let me ask you something, too. Uh, <laughs> well, me and RJ don't see it. Okay. I mean, you knew I was taking this over, please. Uh, let me ask you something. Uh, Joe Burrow is currently, he has 3,446 passing yards. Patrick Mahomes, 3,808. Is there any way that Joe Burrow can walk down Patrick Mahomes in terms of passing yards this season? Yeah, but it's unlikely. That's like one Mahomes more game. Mahomes is minus 500 most passing yards. Joe Burrow is plus 750. Depend, depends on week 18. Is one of them sitting and one of them playing for the number right. one seed? Yeah. That's the problem. I think Burrow, I mean, Mahomes might not sit week 18 because the they're right there with the Bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Well, and Burrow might not be able to sit week eighteen either. I think Burrow will be playing the entire season because yeah. I mean, they, you know, they're going to be—they're likely going to be in a dogfight with the Ravens for the division anyway, right? Um, Mahomes could sit if the, but if they even if they go to week eighteen and they're tied with the Bills, they'd have to, they'd have to be one. If they're one game back in the Bills, I think he sits. If they're locked into the two, because they'd be locked into the two seed one game back, even if the Bills well, lost. They might, not be, they, they might not be locked into the two seed because uh, they have how many losses now? Three? And if the Bengals won out, they would have four, and they'd have the end Oh, so the Bengals them. could catch them. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a good point. All right. That's really not so, so eight to one, a seven and a half to one is not worth it, then, we don't think? Uh, probably not. Yeah, it's too many yards to make up. Okay. I was I was just looking at most yards. I was just curious to see who he was. All right. Um Ravens, minus two and a half at the Steelers over under 37. 
down to 36 and a half on Caesars. Uh, just, just have reeks of a class. I mean, not a classic old school AFC North battle, Pete, but like, you know, this, this, this looks, this looks like a line you could see from Raven Steelers when it was like Flacco versus big Ben and James Harrison and Terrell Suggs were involved, except it's just not as much fun. Yeah. And I just can't think that Huntley is going to go into Pittsburgh and win. Um, but I'm a little leery of the Steelers' offense as well. I mean, Pickett's played well, but he doesn't throw for any yards. I mean, he's, he's, all he's doing is managing the game. He's not turning it over. That's a good thing. So I, I flipped this and took the three-and-a-half in the teaser with the, with the Steelers because I think it's a, a field goal game at best either way. Uh, I'm just safeguarding myself against that, and so I'll take the Steelers uh, plus the three-and-a-half. And I think they win the game, by the way, but it just, just to cover myself in case Pickett becomes a rookie again, I did that. So why not tease the other team instead? Yeah, we're eight, the Ravens. eight points. Well, for one thing, I, I was going to, and then I thought, I'm not taking Huntley on the road. So that was my concern. <laughs> so I went that way. Because I you think thought, he could blow up worse worse than uh, worse than Pickett. You thought RJ is obviously going to tease this, and I don't want to be on the same teaser as him after what happened last week. I mean, so, I, had, I, I even teased the Ravens. This is my teaser too. <laughs> yeah, this is second leg of my teaser, Baltimore plus eight and a half. Huntley was solid in relief last year. He kept every game close. He won his first game starter, and then he kept the last three close. They lost by, you know, a point, a point, and I think three, and nearly beat two of the NFC's top teams that year, Green Bay and the Rams. Um, Pittsburgh's D had a great game against Atlanta. Uh, I think having Ronnie Staley is going to be key for Baltimore, and I believe he's trending toward playing. I believe he was at back at practice on Wednesday. Um, Pittsburgh's offense, 40-plus yards, and scored on each of their first five drives versus Atlanta. They were doing whatever they wanted. But this is a different defensive matchup here. Baltimore's defense shined on third down against an awful Denver offense, but they've been playing well for weeks now since trading for Roquan Smith. So Pickett's improving, but I think it's going to be tough to have success here. Low-scoring game, obviously, with that total. Um, one team's probably winning by a field goal um, or four points and give Pete a heart attack there. Um, so if you can't get Baltimore <laughs> plus three, I think it's a great teaser leg and, and, and teasing Baltimore. We're, we're, uh, we're all going to win. It's going to be right in the middle. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you could, you could actually, well, I guess you, you could, th- I think you could theoretically get away. I mean, you know, I wouldn't do it, but you could get away with teasing. Could, can you do a Baltimore Steelers teaser or Raven Steelers teaser? Like each of them gets six and you just hope it lands three or four. I, I don't you know, know if you could do that. I don't know if the books will let you, but I mean, they give you like exact margin of victory props too. So just play those yeah. instead if that's what you're looking to do. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I understand what your, th- your logic, Pete, is, um, but I also think that you, um, the, the, the one issue with it is you just don't want to tease through. Like you're just wasting points by teasing through zero. Is the, yeah, we'll see. No, no, I'm they, saying like from a. When they beat the Ravens 21 to, 21 to 6 because Huntley doesn't play well, then you guys will be a loser and I'll be a winner. We'll see. <laughs> a what? A loser. <laughs> no, I mean, but like. You're a loser. RJ, well, do you want to explain the, the teaser? I, know, the, I understand. No, no, no. I'm not saying explain to Pete. I'm saying explain to the listeners who might be like, there might be people who don't understand. The, like you're losing. You lose. You're, you're you're theoretically wasting points when you go through zero, right? Right, because because a game almost never lands on zero. Now that you get one or two a year that do land on zero, but the 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 two points you're giving up to tease from one on one side to one on the other side isn't as valuable as the two points anywhere else. Particularly going through key numbers is when you tease the other way, you go through three and seven, and you get six and four too. So you're getting a lot of key. If numbers I wasn't if I zero. wasn't getting the three the half, I wouldn't have done it. But I'm getting the half, so I think. That's and I'm not saying look if you're if you're right, you're right. Like, like, like if the, the, you know, you, I, I'm just saying that like, I, I just wanted 
the explanation in case right. people were pe- people heard. Yeah. Normally I would take the, I, in, normally yeah. my teasers, I take them going back the other way. And I did last week and it backfired on me. I, I think the, the Ravens one that backfired there that's minus, right, the minus eight down to minus two. And then we lose our starting quarterback right away. And then they win by one. So we miss our teaser by one point. Anyway. But they had 17 yards when he went out, by the way. Just, right. Just yeah, he wasn't playing very well. That's right. Um, all right. Next up. Oh, uh, I haven't been really keeping my eye out for revenge. Don't think there's a whole lot of revenge on the slate. Is there? How about, uh, how about the Malik, Malik Hooker revenge game? Didn't see that one coming. Did you? Last week, we, couldn't, we wouldn't have given you that one. <laughs> I, think, I don't think. I mean, yeah, probably not. Um, Panthers at the Seahawks. Talk about a rancid line, although it does appear to be moving. Seahawks minus three and a half. It is now minus one fifteen on uh, on Caesars. The Seahawks, of course, favored at home against Carolina. A total of forty four. I mean. <laughs> this looks this line looks so stinky to me. It is repulsive, man. Why are the Seahawks not like minus six here? Or or five. Well, I mean, they, uh, they were, and then they got bet down. Everybody wanted to be on Carolina because nobody Seahawks shouldn't be laying that many points with that defense. That defense is really bad, by the way. But what 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 is the offense on the other side? I mean, are they any good? They're not any good. I wanted to take Carolina. I just couldn't do it. And I'm not gonna do it. I'm not making a best bet on this game at all. I probably still lean to the Seahawks because I think they can score points with their passing game. I don't know if Carolina, even against a bad defense, is going to go up and down the field. So that concerns me. I wanted to take Carolina. I just, I'm not great. I didn't have the big enough, you know, what's to do it. Guess who does? You. Guess who has two thumbs and has big enough, you know, what to do with this guy. Two thumbs and a giant sack of onions. (laughs) Best bet. Plus three and a half. You can find four. So get four. um, And, you know, obviously want to wait for four, but we're locking in these lines now. So I'm playing plus three and a half Carolina three and three since going away from Baker Mayfield at quarterback only two and two of those losses were in overtime. Only regular or one loss was in overtime. Only regulation losses were at Cincinnati, at Baltimore, two very good teams when they played them. So this team, they, they can run the ball. They had 169 plus rush yards in those four good games. Seattle's defense, 28th in yards per rush. Carolina's defense, eighth in pass yards per play. I know Gino has looked like a sleeper MVP candidate. Put him as number five in your MVP uh, list there, Pete, because he's yeah. been playing very well. But he has faced a lot of mediocre pass defenses too. So some of that is matchup. Some of it is he's playing extremely well too. Power ratings say like to like Seattle line should probably be four and a half or five. I just like Carolina coming off a bye. Matchup advantage there. Seahawks defense being terrible. So play the four, but I, I'll lock it in at plus three and a half as a best bet, even after the big move. Any uh, any interest in the uh, the the total here, RJ? I mean, you know, we you talked about you were the I think you were the were you the first one? It was everybody's like play the Lions overs. It was like no, actually, it's Seattle overs. And then Seattle's mm-hmm. defense kind of came together for like three weeks, but now looks putrid again. Um, my I mean, obviously the obvious concern is can Carolina hold up their end of the bargain in terms of the point scoring, and, and it's possible they can't. Yeah, I think they can. I mean, the Rams did last week against the Seahawks, and the true, Rams have true. nobody. I mean, that yeah. Carolina offense, I'll take it over what the Rams offense looks like 10 times out of 10. Okay. Um, yeah, I would be interested in the over at 44. I think that's a game, too, where you could get some maybe DFS looks um, with those two teams, but I'm not. I mean, I can't. I can't, I can't take the Panthers here. I mean, I I, I respect your your uh, your grocery cart full of uh, yellows, you know, yellows and reds and what other – for you know, Vidalia's, whatever, whatever kind of onions you're walking around the the shop or the shopping cart with, RJ. But I, Panthers are, they're not a great team. Um, they got to hire Steve Wilkes. 
No. Well, if they, if they went out and went to the postseason, they would. Yeah, they're only like they're only like twelve to one. To they're not out of it yet. They're not out of it at all. I mean, the Buccaneers yeah. should win the division. Buccaneers should have lost last week. Though. Imagine yeah. Atlanta's going to Desmond Ritter now at quarterback, and they'll be they're kind of in the thick of a playoff race. And they're like, yeah, we got to look at the future quarterback anyway. I know it's it's pretty wild. Uh, Dolphins at the Chargers. Dolphins minus three. This is Sunday Night Football now. That it's get flexed into Sunday Night Football, or is it? Yeah. Yes. Got flexed in. Oh, the Patriots and the uh, Cardinals got flexed out, right? No, that's a Monday night. The um, the Chiefs Broncos got flexed. Chiefs Broncos. Yes, I got nothing. Finally, Please. we hear you, Broncos country. We do not want to ride anymore. The NFL said we're out. Please putting the Broncos and yeah. stop putting them in prime time. It's Thursday. It's Monday. It's a stop. Please. Yeah, it's seriously. And it's like you get the like two has finally come of age. The two has finally broken out this season. Uh, you know, for you know, the well, he Dolphins. broke back in last week. By the way, what's that? He, he went back it's, in last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, yeah. the best defense in the league. I mean, he, played, know, he, didn't play, he played. He played poorly, and he he granted, he didn't have his tackles. I get it. Yep, um, didn't have his tackles and played poorly. But this uh, is a play, this isn't a survival test for the Chargers right here, and it's almost Brady Steele's job on the line. Well, you also look. This is Miami's big game too. Think about this: they go to Buffalo next week, then they have home game against Green Bay. Green Bay's not any good, but still, you know, Green Bay. And then you got what New England and the Jets on the road to close out the season. Is it inconceivable that they lost all those games down the stretch? Yes. It's not inconceivable. It's It's not inconceivable. It's probably not going to happen, but it's not inconceivable. They have too good of an offense to lose all the games. Probably. I mean, it's inconceivable. It's it's conceivable if people get hurt. I think, but but Uh, I I see a team with that good of an offense doing that. This is one that I think the Chargers are going to win. I I think this is going to be Herbert finally being able to drive the ball down the field. Um, and, and, you know, Miami's defense isn't very good, I don't think. I think they have problems. I, I think the Dolphins will score. Don't get me wrong. I think they'll score points as well. This could be fun to watch. This could be up and down, track meet type of game. Um, yeah, and I'm going to take the Chargers plus the points. I, I just think that – I think they're in a position where their season, their coach, everything is on the line. They have to play well, and I think they will. I'll take the Chargers plus the three-and-a-half as the best bet. They were uh, everything was on the line in uh, week eighteen last year for the Chargers. How did that work out? <laughs> also, you're only getting three in uh, for our for, for the show purposes, Pete. Just so you know. Yeah, oh, well, that's right. It's up to three. Yeah, it, it's moved to three and a half. I think they win. The, I think they win the game. Ooh, is this revenge for either one of these? Like for two or Herbert? No, I mean, there's no revenge. Why? Because he, he. Come on, you're making stuff up. Revenge on Herbert for passing on Miami, passing on him. Yeah. Spite, spite, not revenge. I mean, I. I I mean, the problem is Herbert doesn't call the plays there. Um, yeah, Miami's good. defense actually has played much better than the Vegas defense, I would say, most of the year. And um, so this is a step up there. And the Chargers did not look good against that Vegas defense. They didn't score a touchdown until the fourth quarter there. Um, they got spotted a pick six and still got their butts beat in that game. Um, so Miami just got their clocks clean by an elite defense, I know. But the Chargers didn't play very well against a defense they should have played well against, too. Um, Chargers defense, especially bad against the run. We always say Dolphins are more of a passing team, but the Chargers are 24th in pass yards per play and 24th in sack percentage. So, so it's not like in sack rate. So it's not like they're great against the pass either. Um, they gave up 6.8 yards per play to Vegas and that offense played poorly. Um, so I think Tua seems fine. It looks like Toron Armstead could return here. They're optimistic about him. Would love to see that he would be ruled in before I played it, but I wanted to get the three. So best bet. Miami minus three. I'm on the other Ooh, side. We're an opposite size. I like it. I like it. This one um, in, the, in the Bengals game. Yeah, you guys on Oppo on two of them. Um, I think I'd lean towards the Chargers too. I, I mean, if, if the Chargers lose this game, 
Like it's, I mean, it's everything's getting blown up. The season's over. I mean, six and seven, it's they're done, right? Plus, I got some word into Staley. He's going to allow me to call the plays this week, so the ball's actually going to go down the field once in a while. Do you kidnap? You pulled a like a Celtic Pride to like Celtic. Remember Celtic Pride? Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. They, they kidnap. <laughs> uh, you just you kidnapped you kidnapped Joe Lombardi. And you just... I mean, their offense is so painful to watch with that guy throw. He should be throwing it all the time down the field, and they don't. Jimmy, do you think do you think part of it is like you know with Rashawn Slater done for the year, they're worried about just protecting him, or is it? But they yes, didn't do it early in the year either. Yeah, they don't do it. It's not the design they of the offense. Don't. I mean, it's it's sort of didn't we did we talk about this last week? Or it's like, wow, look at what happened in Miami with Justin Herbert's old coach. She's like, that offense stinks. Here's too. what I what I said the other day on on HQ. I said, could you imagine Justin Herbert in Miami's offense with Mike McDaniel calling plays and those receivers on the outside? It would be an. Now, two has played well. Don't get me wrong. Two has played really well. I'm going to give him all the credit in the world because I'm wrong about him. But he and he and as good as the other guy. Herbert, well, I mean, Herbert would be slinging bombs down the field. Oh my god! Or better yet, put him in, like drag Bruce Arians out of retirement, let him coach Justin Herbert, and just have him just heaving it deep all the time, right? Let anybody coach him. Like anybody with two eyes can see how to you know how to yeah, use yeah, it yeah. successfully. And plus, we always have don't. to. We always have to. When you pick the Chargers, you always have to overcome the moron factor going for it on fourth and eight from his own twenty all the time too. But yeah. hopefully and you got to overcome the fact that they're the Chargers and they like to charger it up. Yep, but I'm taking uh, anyway. coaching mismatch. I'll take the three point play. The three point. Yes. Points. Well, we'll we're gonna find out about Mike McDaniel, RJ. We, we haven't I mean, had any. Of the, he hasn't had any of this. Everything's been funny and ha ha ha. They have the good start. The, the quarterback he, he turned, came back. And you, let's you're see. Talking now two, is a, you're talking about two as a top five MVP candidate. Like he turned see, that. He turned let, him into that. I get it, but let's see how he handles. The big picture after you come off a bad loss, and That's you think playing saying. you think playing the Chargers is big picture. Well, if he has another bad loss, then you got to go to Buffalo. So you know, this is a big week that's for the Mike one, McDaniel. That's the one thing I'm worried about and taking Miami is that it's a look ahead pick to Buffalo. But you know they're out west; they stayed out west. The team building exercises that are going on out there. Everybody in the same hotel for a week, and I think I think they'll come out strong out of that. Yeah, and the, the other thing too is like I mean. Just if you if you want to if you want to get into the look ahead spot, it is too like a sandwich game because you had you played Kyle Shanahan, your old boss. I mean, like that, like obviously that was a a hype game for Mike McDaniel. Um, and you, you even caught him on the sideline too. He said, "I effed up," which I thought was really interesting. That you you, know, you don't hear a lot of coaches say that in you know, during the game. Um, and then uh, and then you know, you have Buffalo in that huge matchup where you're trying to win the division. So yes, you could argue this is a, a trap game as favorites on the road or at least a sandwich game. I don't think they'll. I I don't think they'll lose all the games. But man, it's a punch them in the mouth game. That's what it is. Why? What is that? Is that a punch? Is that a punch? Game? Yeah, it's a, <laughs> you put it on your desk and you uh, get irritated and, over things and you punch. I mean, I think it's punched fifteen and, times. And, and 15 to be clear, times an hour. <laughs> and to be clear, in a punch them in the mouth game, you're backing the Chargers against a different team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this could be a Jeff Wilson. It, well, it could be. A, it could be a, the owner of the Chargers punching the head coach in the mouth. Maybe. This, I mean, couldn't Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert just run for 150 yards each in this game? And like two well, and you know, well, like RJ said, we say it every week. Chargers never stop the run. Chargers can't stop anybody in the run. It's like, and that's it's like Brandon Staley's It doesn't team. matter who they play, who they bring in, who they sign, who they draft. They can't stop the run. That's yeah, a Brandon Staley thing. It's crazy. It's weird. All right. Um, let's take a quick break. When we come back, more best bets from week 14. Next. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Patriots at the Cardinals. Monday Night Football. I have the Patriots in primetime. This is vulgar. It is. This is disgusting. Uh, revenge game for uh, former New England quarterback Cliff Kingsbury, Pete. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. Pats are minus one and a half, a total here of 44 and a half. We have it's actually dropped to 43 and a half, uh, which I think is probably the correct move given these two teams and their offenses. By the way, uh, you know, Belichick says, no, no, no. My tree is already bad enough. Don't count him as part of my yeah. coaching tree. I know. It's like, it's like, he's like, he's like I'll take Vrabel, who played for me, yeah. but I do not yeah, want to take Vrabel. Yeah, no, yeah no, you no. can't take Vrabel if you can do that. <laughs> you got to pick. You got to pick. You get one or two. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want, he, I don't want him. Um, look, I, I think this is New England's offense. We saw it last week. It was a disaster. They're another group that has no idea what they're doing. The quarterback is complaining. They run the ball when they're supposed to throw it. They don't know what they're doing. Their their speed game outside is minimal. And yet, I still think they're going to go to Arizona and win this game. Uh, I don't love this side on either either game on either side, but I'll I'll take the Patriots in this spot. I don't know why, because I think Arizona might have a complete house cleaning after the season. Uh, Kime would go. I think, you know, Kingsbury goes. Because, you know, you talk about it, Will, all the time about the money. But when you don't have people buying tickets, the money is offset by nobody going to the game. Sure. And you're not just talking about concessions and advertising and everything else. So you got to do something. So if they don't make the playoffs or and, and kind of collapse down the stretch, I think they're out. They should lean into the Kyler Murray Call of Duty thing, get a get a marketing deal with Call of Duty and like put put it all over the stadium, bring in some money that way. Um, I like Arizona here. New, Eng- New England's offense has played well once in the last five, and that was against a bad Minnesota pass defense, missing several cornerbacks in that game. Arizona's defense isn't great, but it's not as bad as that. And they've had the bye week to get healthier on both sides of the ball. Um, New England's defense struggles this year against mobile quarterbacks. Home loss to Baltimore, which is fine. It's Baltimore early in the year. Home loss to Chicago. We saw Fields eat him up. Um, with Marquise Brown closer to full health after the bye, I think you finally get that receiver group mostly intact. And we'll see what Rondale more, but getting Hopkins and Brown and being able to throw to both of them, I think is going to be trouble for the Patriots. And then trying to stop Murray is going to be trouble for them too. They played three primetime games. You figure, oh, it's primetime. Bill Belichick shows up with his team. They've lost all three by at least a touchdown. I don't think they should be favored here. I think even though Arizona is not good, we're still giving Patriots too much credit for what they do against bad teams here. So I have Arizona plus one and a half as a best bet. And I think now that it is at one and a half, it's a great tease number also. Mm, yeah, Cardinals plus seven and a half at home in prime time in a like, I mean, you know, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's like must win because they're four and eight, but I mean, 
it is weird how in the NFL you can you can jump out like the Cardinals last year jumped out to what eight no, and the way they finished the season, you start eight no, you don't lose a game till like freaking November maybe, and you finish the season poorly and everybody thinks about like there there is recency bias built into how you finish a season like a team can finish a year uh, five and what's what we, or six, let's say six and eleven right. And if you win your final four games, it's like, oh, something's happening with this team. We feel good about next year, even though you finish six and eleven, or finish eight, you know, eight and nine, and and just the way that you finish, the way that you close out. So, to your point, Pete, about you know trying to save the money, trying to keep their jobs. If the Cardinals rip off wins to close the season and get near five hundred, I don't think Michael Bidwell is going to can everybody. You know, you just said it's a, is it a must win game? It's a must win game for the Patriots. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they have to have it. Yeah, the Pats are currently the eight seed at six and six. Uh, the Dolphins and the Chargers are playing, and they're right there in the you know, Chargers six and six. They're right there in the mix yeah. two in the AFC. The Jets are at the Bills. Yeah, at the Bills. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, I mean it's a it's a, it's nut cutting time, man. It's December. So you can, you can, you can, a lot of a lot of these games are must wins for these teams in December. Uh, no best bet for me here. I think it's I would probably lean under. Although forty three and a half is getting kind of low there. Texans at the Cow- Texans at the Cowboys. Cowboys minus 16 and a half. Back up to 17 actually now. Oh my gosh, dang it. Um, I, I have the under 45 and a half. We have the under 45 and a half. It's actually down to 44, which is a pretty steep drop. Um, I looked at this and over the last uh 12 years, when 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 the spread is 17 or more after like week eight, the under six and two. Uh, in 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 eight games, it's just you know, it's just basically like you kind of know who the t- like early in the season when these teams are favored by this many points. Like sometimes it's sort of an, an overreaction to what we see in the first couple of weeks. Later in the year, it tends to be something where you know the better team can just kind of stranglehold the terrible team, and I think that's what happens here. I'm going to have an under uh, 45 and a half best bet. 44. No, I get 45 and a half. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm. I'm not taking either side here. I hate laying 17, but I'm not taking that team in 17. I can tell you that right now. Uh, I would, if I had to pick it, I would lean to the Cowboys. I, I, I I'm not going to make it a best bet, but because you know what, you look at 17 sounds like a lot. You look up after a quarter and a half, and it's uh, 17 nothing already, and then then you're in big trouble. So I'll, I'll take the Cowboys, but I'm not making it a best bet. Or the Texans score first. And you're like, oh my god, now I need 24. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, but they got 33 in the fourth quarter the other day. Yeah, they should. Yeah, yeah. It didn't look like they weren't going to cover that. I had the Cowboys last week, and and they covered it. And it didn't, you know, close your eyes and don't watch the game because it didn't look like they were going to cover it for a while. Um, but Texans, I mean, went to Brinson's point. These later in the season games, you get these big spreads because the team's given up. And the Texans, I don't know why any anybody's playing hard on that team anymore. They're headed for the number one pick. Switching quarterbacks again. That's going to fix it. Obviously, Davis Mills was learned his lesson after two weeks on the bench. Um, but yeah, Dallas just had that two point lead one by 35. They can wreak havoc on any bad offense and Houston's offense is certainly bad because they're giving up two defensive touchdowns to Cleveland plus the kickoff or, t- or the punt touchdown when one of 12 on third down in that game. My power ratings have it as Dallas minus 18. So I think there's still a little bit of value playing Dallas. That's the side I would play if I was going to play it, but probably just going to be a stay away. And if you want to play something, maybe lean toward Texans team total under. Yeah, Texas. That's a good look on Texas team total under. Um, I, I talked to somebody who had a uh, had a nine game teaser. Um, I think yeah, nine game teaser on um, last week, and hit the first eight legs. It paid out like three or three or four to one or something like that. The final leg was like Colts plus twenty one, 
And he like went to bed when they did the third quarter thinking, you know, I mean, you're thinking they're down two. There's no way this isn't covering and that teaser isn't hitting. And you wake up. Wait, and, a nine, a nine. I don't, I don't, I, it was, I don't it would have had to pay a lot more than that. Wouldn't it? I think it was like 10 or maybe it was, maybe it was like Colts plus 24. So it was like 10 point, 10 point teaser or something like that. I don't, I don't know what the exact details were. He, he lost a, he lost a nice payout on that game on that fourth quarter. I think a yeah, lot of them did. Jaguars at the Titans. Titans minus four over under 41. Mm. Yeah. Look, history, history, history. If you look at the history of this series, the Tennessee Titans own Jacksonville. Jacksonville, I think I don't think they've won in Nashville since what 2014. Is that is that right? I think that's right. And they've owned them in their history. Even when in 99, Jacksonville was the better team. They lost to them three times. They can't beat them. The Titans stink on offense. Their offensive line is awful, but Jacksonville's defense is pathetic. Uh, I'll take the Titans. I'm I'm not going to buck history here. I'll take the Titans. You're, yeah, you're probably, the best bet there, right? No. Yeah. Typically, Derrick Henry demolishes the Jaguars too, but he's not been playing that well with that line. I think his last four games, he has got like 81 yards. This is highest in, in a few, a lot lower than that, and averaging three yards, two and a half yards per game, those type of things. Um, both these teams just got demolished. Well, only, only one of them faced a Super Bowl contender, um, and the Jaguars did not. I think Tennessee could rebound here in this spot. Uh, Jacksonville's defense ranks 31st in sack rate, so won't have the same type of pressure as they had last week. But the question is, will they have Traylon Burks? If Traylon Burks is ruled out um, because he's still recovering from a concussion, uh, I don't like that offense at all because he really seems to be the only difference maker at receiver for them. Um, it seems like Lawrence, if Trevor can play after suffering his injury, you know, you question how effective he's going to be in that game of playing not at 100%. Um, so I think him having a good game is key because Tennessee's defense is great against the run. So if he has a good week, if he continues to practice and he has a good week of practice and they say he's fine, I think I might lean to the Jacksonville side, but for now it's a stay away. Trying to find the last time was actually 2013. The Jaguars won in Tennessee, which is a, a really, really, really long. Read some, time. read some of those scores too at Tennessee. Look at uh, let's see, they won 29 27 in 2013. 2014, they lost uh 16 to 14. I'm sure, obviously, when Derrick Henry gets going, this is when they start to get worse. Uh, 42 39 in 2015. These are actually close games. Are, are you you think they're gonna 36 22? Here we go. Here come the blowouts, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, 15 to 10. Well, these are not that bad, Pete. That was, it might have been a Thursday nighter, I think. But go ahead. Yeah, that, that was that. Uh, that was that end of season Thursday nighter. I think you're right. 30 to 9. That one's pretty bad. I'm going to get yelled at for this. 42 to 20. Why are you reading Jaguar scores on them? Right, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to read anymore. Um, yeah, I, but I, you I, see, you get the point. They get, they don't win yeah. there. They don't win there. And I think, I do think Derrick Henry could get going here. Like, it's just, you know, his offensive line in the inside is so bad, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I look. I mean, I, I, they were my spinning tops of the week this week. That's how they were terrible. The left tackle's not good. The left guard, he's a feisty little guy. He's tiny. It's like me playing left guard. Uh, and the center isn't good. And the right guard is average at best. And, and the right tackle's a rookie. They got problems up front. They got problems. But Jacksonville's up front. defense stinks. Yeah. They put, all, they put 120 million into that uh, guaranteed money into that defense and all those draft picks, and they stink. Yeah. So Unless they're playing Matt Ryan. Jay, do you think that, um, yeah. do you think that, um, the team gets kind of hyped up for Vrabel here with the John Robinson firing. That was a weird firing, by the way. That's that's reeked of um, power struggle. Yeah, no, no, it's a coup by Vrabel. Talking to people, talking to people around the league, they were a stat. There's no scandal or anything. It's John Robinson's clean as he comes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, it's blatantly like he didn't want AJ Brown traded. AJ Brown went off, 
And Vrabel went to the owner and said, look, th- this is why I, like, we, I can win a Super Bowl if I had A.J. Brown. And Well, no, he can't. But, but, but yeah, I'm just saying it's a coup by Vrabel to take over, and the next GM is going to basically work for Vrabel. And Vrabel, like, Vrabel's going to get to pick it. Vrabel wants to buy the groceries. That is my theory. Which uh, 2000s Patriots defensive member is he going to make GM? Ooh. Little, Good uh, point. Yeah, they always they always go Steve back Morris to the family. They always go back Morris. to the family. <laughs> they always go back to the family. Oh, maybe Tom Brady can retire. He can be GM. Jets at the Bills. Bills minus nine and a half over over under forty four. Pete. Yeah, this is a tough game because Jets defense is actually pretty good. But I, I think you know the Buffalo in this spot is going to want it revenge for the last time they played them. And remember, uh, excuse me, <laughs> what? It's <laughs> not a revenge game. They're just going to want revenge. I don't believe it. They're not going to play harder. That's your theory on revenge games. But I, I just think that they're the better team and, and Jets on back-to-back road games. And here's the other thing. At some point, Mike White's going to become Mike White. Let's be real. Nice story. Nice kid. Local kid from South Florida. But eventually, it's going to become Mike White. And I think this is the game he becomes Mike White. So I'll take Buffalo minus the points. And all the team were wearing Mike White jerseys after that first win. I remember Mike White, Mike White shirts. I think coming to that second game, it's like, uh, man, you guys really didn't like Zach Wilson. I like, just really <laughs> on board. I mean, Garrett Wilson comes out. He's like, man, that guy's a dog. I'll go to war for him. It's yeah. Like, I and mean, my question is, was Zach Wilson wearing a Mike White shirt? I mean, or is it just like too much, too a bridge too far for him? Um, so this line's creeping up now. It's ten. I mean, I kind of saw that coming. I wanted to play the Jets, but even at ten, I'm still kind of like. A little bit against it. My lean would be more toward the under. It's now ticked down to 43 and a half. I liked it at 44. Jets beat Minnesota in yards per play, 5.9 to 4.3, but lost that game because they went three of 16 on third down. And they had those bad turnovers in the, in the first half, one on downs, one as an interception. And that led to two easy field goals where the Vikings didn't have to do much in that game. Buffalo defense, much tougher matchup for them. They're coming off their best game since the, before the bye they had in week seven. Um, and then you look at Mike White. He faced Buffalo in his last start last year. You know, he had that that great start. You know. Four picks, yard, in that game? Through four picks, he was atrocious. They lost like 45-17. So it's the same, you know, Buffalo scheme. It's the same players mostly, especially now. You don't have Von, Von Miller to, to make the defense better, but you got Trey White back. I just don't trust Mike White on the road. So I, I couldn't play the Jets here, but I do like the under a little bit. But 10 seems like a lot for the Bills too, considering how well the Jets defense has played. So probably going to be a lower scoring game to me. I'm just going to stay away from it. Yeah, I, I tend to like the. Bills a little bit here too. I think it's just kind of they might flex down the stretch here. They got, I mean, the they got the Bengals and the Pats and the Dolphins. But I mean, you know, Jets, Dolphins at Bears at Bengals, Patriots. I mean, you could just see them. You can kind of feel the Bills sort of ramping up. Feels like Josh Allen's elbow feeling a little bit better now. Like starting to. Yeah, start. He was been rested now. He had to, what? It was a Thursday night or so. And, ten game, yeah, ten day, yeah, mini buy. Yeah, it feels like they could get going here. Um, I couldn't back the Jets. Well, that Bills Bengals game might be enormous. Huh? Might, be, be, might be huge. Could be awesome yeah. too. Uh, hopefully that's, I think that's on CBS chiefs minus nine and a half at the Broncos over under 44, just an absolutely disrespectful line to Russell Wilson. Well, but I will never, I will, respectful, I guess but I will yeah. not take the Broncos. I will not take the Broncos. I will not take the Broncos. They are awful. If Kansas city had one last week and this number was nine and a half, even as bad as Denver is on offense, I might've said, okay, maybe I'll look at it and take it because their defense has, has played well. I'm not taking that Denver offense against anybody. You know, the the little round guy running around back there, quarterback, just isn't playing very well. So 
I'm not fat. He doesn't move like he used to for some reason. No, no, no. Rough on him now. No, he needs to know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. He's a shell of himself, and and he, he's almost like he doesn't want to move. So I, no way, I'm taking the Broncos. I'll take the Chiefs minus the nine and a half. Mr. Limited is what you're saying. Um, I have this line as <laughs> minus eleven in my power rating, so I think there's still value on the Kansas City side. I played it at nine. When nine and a half is getting a little too high for me, but Kansas City won by more ten, at least ten after each of their previous two losses, and those were at Tampa Bay and at San Francisco in those games, and they had they easily handled them. Denver obviously is not that quality a team, even if their defense is playing better coming off a great game well, they had a rough stretch before that but of course then you use the tyler huntley argument you used your, your huntley argument for the pittsburgh game and they did that against tyler huntley um who was coming in cold so we'll see there um i think kansas city's focused on winning out hoping buffalo loses at cincinnati later in the season and then then can stay one game ahead of cincinnati for the home field advantage um so we'll see that there denver's offense um 14 touchdowns in 12 games just unacceptable i mean if kansas city scores 24 points then, you, then Denver might not cover this game because I don't trust them to get to 14 ever at this point. So my lean still to Kansas City at nine and a half. I played it at nine. If it gets back down to nine, I like it. Yeah, I mean, look, the you point out the, the Chiefs after those two losses, um, and, and they played good, you know, good defenses in in terms of the 49ers and then the uh, excuse me, the um, right, they, they yeah they. They lost to the Colts. They were two embarrassing losses, right? They lose to the Colts and just completely choked. Go and hang 41 on Tampa Bay at home. They lose to the Bills, and everybody's like, oh, that's it. The Bills are the best team in football. They've taken down the Chiefs. They've conquered them. And then they go and hang 44 on the 49ers on the road on Sunday Night Football. Um, and then you have the Bengals, right? They lose to them on the road. It was like, oh, Joe Burrow's just got Patrick Mahomes' number. And so now you get the chance to really go and exercise some demons against a bad Broncos team that is probably packing it in at this point and thinking about his beat likes to say Cabo. So, uh, yeah, I would I would lean towards the Chiefs here. Um, Broncos team total under, maybe? I don't know. Always. I think at, at this point they're hanging 14 and a half. I mean, even, even then I'm like, got to lean to the under there. Like, that's such a low number. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> The question is, do you get the third field goal to push it to 16? And that's how some of their games have been, is they get to 16 on three field goals. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett's a dead man walking. Bucks at the 49ers, Niners minus three and a half, over under 37. Oh, my God, get out of here with that number. Uh, this is a pretty huge game for uh, – actually, this is a huge game, Pete, because it could very well end up determining who's the three seed and who's the four seed in the NFC, and the four seed is likely hosting Dallas – whereas the three seed is likely hosting a much weaker wildcard team. Correct. And it's a big game. And uh, you know what? I like what I saw from Brock Purdy last week. I, I, and I know it's only one little, got a little fire know, in his belly. He does. And, and he's got a great coach that designs plays for him to make it easy. And uh, I think that's going to play here. Um, I, I think when you look at their defense, what they're doing, you know, the Tampa Bay offensive line is a disaster. I think they'll be able to get after Tom Brady. We saw that for most of that game the other night. And this defense is better than the Saints' defense. They're going to get after the quarterback. So I'll take the 49ers. It's not a best bet, but I'll take the Niners in this game. And then Purdy, you know, the comments, and there are always glowing comments about the backup quarterback when he comes in about how we really trust him, whatever. But they but they say, you know, he doesn't seem like a rookie. He doesn't carry himself like a rookie. He did have 46 starts, I believe, in, in college. So it's like he has some experience. I know it's different than NFL, but it's not like some of these guys coming in from college with one-year starter or they get drafted early. Plenty of experience for him, a game experience. So I think he can have a solid day against the Tampa defense that should limit him now that he's on tape, but but um, they haven't been great versus the run. So what does San Francisco 
Francisco just pounds the ball and plays defense against this Tampa Bay offense that we know Brady doesn't like pressure at all, especially up the middle. And they can do that now with Armstead back. So um, Tampa Bay has a Monday night football game and then has to go across country, just an awful travel and rest spot for them. It, I, I just couldn't do as a best bet and lay three and a half points with Brock Purdy against Tom Brady. It feels like such a silly move to do and that you're, you're going to regret it on Sunday. But um, if it gets to three, I'm probably going to do it. <laughs> well, it looks like it uh, likely will get to three because it's plus it's three trying to get to three. It's yeah. trying to get there. I, I think I think you're I think there are a lot of people in the same boat, though, that if it gets to three, they want to jump all over it. Uh, that total creeping up a little bit. I mean, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I the Brock Purdy Tom Brady thing is like, I mean, I'm with you there, too. It's like Tom Brady knows, too. You win this game. And you're probably locked into the division. Like you, you haven't won it, but I mean, there's a very you know you, you feel very good about where you are in terms of getting the division. They're currently 67 percent to win the NFC South. If they were to win this game, a massive bump in terms of their ability to uh, take it down. So I'll pass. But I mean, I'll, I don't know if it was three, I'll consider it. But I can't do it three and a half. It's just it's going to be a stinky game. Under is kind of interesting a little bit. All right. That's it for us. No revenge parlay. Any look ads, RJ? No look ads. Yeah, I forgot to I forgot to send one in for Billy, but you know, the, the Broncos are favored by one against Arizona um, on the look ahead line. Broncos shouldn't be favored by anyone. Arizona's not going to play till Monday. So uh, we're not going to know what they've done against New England. Broncos are going to get embarrassed, and that line has to be pick them or, or worse because I don't see how you make the Broncos favorite against anybody at this point. So I'd lay Arizona plus the point right now. What's the look ahead for Buffalo, Miami? Seven. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, Miami. I have that line projected right now at four and a half because I'm, I'm I trust Miami a lot more than most people. So I think there's a lot of value on the Miami side there. But I get it that the market isn't as high as I am on Miami. Boy, so that, um, I don't necessarily think it's going to come down off the seven. You know. Right. And if Miami and, and again, like oh, the look ahead to matter, like what happens this week? Like if Arizona rolls and Denver gets humiliated, Arizona might be minus three at Denver. Come next week. I mean, and we won't know because Arizona plays Monday. So we're right. only basing that off what happens with Denver, and they're going to get embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, Pete's best bets, Chargers plus three, Giants plus seven, Steelers, Lions, teaser, Lions, Vikings over 51 and a half, Browns plus six, RJ's best bet, Cincy minus six, head-to-head, Carolina plus three and a half, Miami minus three, another head-to-head with Pete, Arizona plus one and a half, and a teaser with Minnesota plus eight, and Baltimore, or eight and a half, excuse me, Baltimore plus eight and a half, I've got the Bengals minus six, the Bengals over 47, Lions over 51 and a half, Cowboys under 45 and a half, and a teaser with the Bengals as a pick em, and the Ravens plus eight and a half. All in on the Bengals. I don't love the, the sides this week that, all that much. This is a lot of, it's a weird week. It's a weird week. It is a, it is a weird week. I had if a hard you, time. I had a hard time. There's like a bunch of big spreads and a bunch of big totals. And but a I also of, thought last week was a good week and I had a garbage week. So. Well, last week yeah. was just a really good like week of football. And you got the back of quarterback factor. How do you cap for like Baltimore's quarterback change and things like that? So it's just, it's, it's pretty. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for us. That's best week 14. Let's get hot. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Pete, for RJ, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 